Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Today in history, in 1958, the Soviet Union calls for a ban on nuclear arms in the Baghdad Pact countries, which is sort of like saying, I can play in the sandbox but all of these people are banned from the sandbox. Alrighty then, we're going to do things a little bit differently, or at least I am on my intro today, because we're going to do two takes, and depending on what editor Zachary feels like uh, and how much shame I have for it is the one we're going to go with. So without further ado... That's so exciting. Welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your naughty fight boy, Zachary, and welcome to our latest bout of gladiatorial combat. Are you not entertained? And welcome to What the Fuck History, where we discuss the wackiest and weirdest things that make us say, well, what the fuck history. I am your naughty fight boy, Zachary. Are you not entertained? My name is Megan, and I have decided that instead of dumping my money into a government-approved um, uh, retirement plan, I will now only be dedicating my life to finding Nazi gold and burying that in my yard. And I'm Matt. Today I learned that the official animal of Scotland is the unicorn, despite the fact that there is no evidence to support it ever having existed. Hey, narwhals are a thing, so I can believe in a fucking horse with a horn. A narwhal would have had to fuck a horse to make it possible, Zach. That's not true, okay? People are very bad at describing things, and rhinos are close. Okay. Rhinos are nowhere near close. Yeah, but if someone's just like... They have two horns. That would be a binicorn at best. Yeah, but like if one of the horns was gone and someone had only seen one rhino and they're like, IDK, dude, it had four legs, looked like it had hooves from far away and had a horn on its head. Someone was like, man, yeah, but then that don't sounds you like think a that unicorn. a unicorn would be described more rhino-like with like a rough leathery skin? And Not if it was horn. seen from a distance. Also, I think it's really cute that rhinos can only be touched by the pure of heart. <laughs> I think, though, no matter what, that even if a unicorn doesn't exist, science, there are some things that should be done and some things that shouldn't be done. Yeah, genetically alter a horse to have a fucking narwhal horn. Don't do that. genetically alter a horse so it can only be touched by virgins. <laughs> I don't know how you would do that. Uh, Megan, <laughs> but genetically I'm alter a horse to automatically kick someone in the face if they are not a virgin. Listen, I don't know how you would do it. I don't do want it, that to happen. But I'm willing to see. Because if a unicorn really exists, because science did a oopsie, I want to be able to oh, touch oops. it. I don't want to spontaneously combust because I touched the most beautiful creature on the in the earth. Like, come on. Okay. I, for a second, I thought you were going to say, I touched the most beautiful creature on Earth, the vagina. I mean... No, the vagina's a disgusting creature. No, uh... No, look, let's be honest. Vaginas are gross. Penises are gross. None of them are pretty to look at. We are... We're broken. We're broken animals that have broken bits for procreating. That's um, fair. That's fair. All right, let's get back to yeah. where we once... Let me say my on. next line. Okay. <laughs> I know. I can tell that I divided the room by saying yeah. that vaginas are pretty ugly. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some good-looking vaginas, <laughs> let's be honest. But some of them are just... Anyways, <laughs> all right, folks, let's get to it. Oh, my God. Our strike counters have been set z- back to zero, and a game of rock, paper, scissors has been played. The order for tonight is me, then Zach, then Megan. Yep. Does everyone feel okay with that order? Do we want to make any changes? No, I'm... I'm, I'm all right with that order. Let's do as it. As the children you guys want, these days would Do you say, guys want fries with that? Oh, hell yeah. I don't. 
What would the children nowadays oh, say? The children Stop. of today would say, I am Gucci with that. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! Um, strike one for Zach. I think. <laughs> I think. I think that's a foul oh, ball. I think it doesn't. Yeah, count no, it's counts. definitely. A, it's definitely a foul ball. We're literally um, like four to five minutes into the recording, and Zach has a strike. Oh, Zach has I, a strike. I, I'm yeah, not gonna lie, guys. A little bit of a teaser. I plan on fully striking out this fucking episode. Awesome. <laughs> I'm awesome. planning awesome. for awesome. failure. Awesome. For those of the viewers. And listeners that don't know, uh, when a person uh, fully strikes out, they have to quit the podcast forever or until next week. Or they just get to, you know, listen to us boo them for approximately a minute. Can you imagine, though, when someone... uh, When we actually strike out and someone actually quits the (laughs) podcast? (laughs) No, like, they don't quit the podcast. We just mute them for the rest and the episode just, like, ends. Just ends with us bantering back and forth yeah so anyways i'm gonna get into it now if that's okay with you get guys into it. uh my story starts in the sleepy community of yerba buena which is a small town in mexico okay according to my research it actually wasn't much of a town uh it was more like a communal farm community Heard. At the time of this story occurring, the town consisted of, like, 50 individuals, which was, like, 20 families. Okay. And most of the people who lived in this community were illiterate and very undereducated with regards to the rest of the world. Um, The community of Yerba Buena had no police, uh, no schools, and existed mostly for the purpose of farming like, their main exports and trades were corn and beans that they traded around with other towns. Mm, beans. But all that changed when the Fire Nation attacked. <laughs> yep, it always does. That damn Fire Nation. And in this case, the Fire Nation took the form of two brothers by the name of Santos and Cayetano Hernandez. Um, these two brothers at this point in their lives uh, were already accomplished corn, con, corn artists. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, I can't It's con leave. artists and um, corn stars. Corn stars. They were, they were con artists. They would travel to towns, they would pull off a scam, and then they would leave before anyone could catch them. But the brothers made their way to Yerba Bueno, and shit got... Silly. Dude, I'm not going to lie. Yerba Bueno. Is really gonna... fucking you up because of Yerba Mate, the uh, kombucha? I... No, brand? I just don't know. It's like one of those combinations of words that, like, it gives me a giddy feeling. <laughs> wow, <laughs> like, wow. I don't know. It's just, like, fun to see, say. Well, let's see if that giddy feeling sticks around for the rest of this uh, this here story. What's fucking me up? You know, every time, is, yeah. every time you say that, it's, it's going to be a bad yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, no, it's going to be a bad time. Sorry, Zach. No, it's fine. It's What's cool. fucking me up, though, is the fact that you said Sleepy Town and put some uh-huh. infamy on these Hernandez boys. Um, the Hernandez, Hernandez. Is it Hernandez or Hunnett? Hernandez. Hernandez. Okay. No, it's fully Hernandez. So, yeah, dude, you got to say it right. Was... Steve speaks Spanish. <laughs> yeah, no, Steve. He's coming okay. for us. <laughs> I need you to understand, everyone of our listeners, I need you to understand that uh, in our episode about a boy soldier, I did not pronounce anything in the Serbian or whatever pronunciation. You're so wrong. And he wrote me a dissertation in our shared uh, <laughs> Facebook chat to let me know how I should have pronounced things. And Honestly. I looked at it for five seconds. Steve's going to listen to this episode, and I know uh, I will have to say no offense. I looked at that for five seconds, thought immediately to myself, yeah, I'm not reading all that. <laughs> and, then I, and then I just said, cool. Cool. You know, I I really appreciate no, like, he's Steve an amazing person telling us this. Yeah, because like he is doing his masters in languages, and like he's so excited. But we're yeah, getting no. off track. We are. So Please off continue, track. Steve. <laughs> Steve, if I mispronounce anything in this episode, um, cool. <laughs> 
Um, but what I was saying, though, is it's, what's fucking me up about this already is the fact that you said, you know, the Hernandez brothers starting shit. And my brain automatically said, Sleepy Town, Hernandez brothers, Boss Hogs coming after him. Them damn Hernandez boys is hit it again. <laughs> oh, I wish. I wish. Uh, this was a Dukes of Hazard bullshit. <laughs> um, anyways, the Hernandez brothers waltz into town. What's really funny is in my research, nobody could figure out why they picked this town. Because as I mentioned, the people were illiterate and undereducated and it was not a rich community. So these guys are used to doing scams that like make them money quick and then they can be gone. But they... They had a different idea when they came into this town, I guess. So the Hernandez brothers waltz into town, and they proclaim themselves prophets of an ancient Incan... Well, prophets of ancient Incan deities as a whole. They're just like, we're prophets of these ancient Incan um, deities. I did uh, have a sub-note here, which is that in my research, the Incans were nowhere near Mexico. Yeah. Um... And so people who were looking into this story thought it was really funny that that they still got away with this, even though the Incans were nowhere near Mexico. You did Anyways. say uneducated um, populace. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But not yeah, only yeah, that, yeah, yeah, what yeah, I will yeah, say yeah. also is, uh, you know, deities. That's a classic con yeah. right here. I'm already game. <laughs> classic con. Also, Steve, if the Incans did make their way to Mexico at any point, all I have to say is cool (laughs) um so the hernandez brothers used sleight of hand and basic magic tricks to convince the community that their claims were true and that villagers would gain untold riches from the nearby caves if the community listened to what they had to say the brothers uh began uh holding animal sacrifices in the nearby caves and used cannabis-laced incense to make people a little loopy. Nice, nice, nice. But because the town was mostly impoverished, the brother the brothers asked for different gifts, which essentially led to these brothers turning the town into their personal slaves. They're the like, town I don't like less these. nice, nice, nice. Can I get the gift receipt? <laughs> yeah, right. Can I return this? <laughs> Can um, I return this? The brothers essentially made the entire town of Yerba Buena into a cult. Okay. Oh. And okay. they used their newfound power in what way, Zach, if you had to guess? Did they make a sex cult? <clears throat> Megan, if you had a guess? Like what kind of cult it was? Yeah, 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 yeah. How did they use oh. their newfound cult powers? Oh, it's dude, like Zach's right. There's it's no question. It's always a sex cult. Yeah, so the brothers basically religious. used their power to rape and traffic young girls. Oh, fuck. Yep. I yep. Um, Zach, you were right. It's always a sex it's, cult. It's, the the townspeople It's always two things. Did it's it, yeah, yeah, two either, things. Go either on. A sex things. cult or or like Hemingway's brother or, starting in a brand new nation. It's either one of those two things. Wait. <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a sex cult or it's a brand new world. Dude, I would love to be the latter and not the former. Yeah. Yeah, no, it would be great if all of them were the latter. It's either sex cult or Sealand. Yeah, no, Which for I sure. I will cover Sealand in another episode cuz that's wild. So the brothers used their power to rape and traffic young girls and the town the people of the town obviously didn't dare to speak up because these men had professed themselves as prophets. Don't piss off uh, Which God. is a lot it. like the Catholic the Catholic Church right now with their priests. Oof. <laughs> yeah. Oof. I am not pulling punches tonight. So they graduated very quickly from having sex with young girls to having sex with any women they wanted. So they would literally, like, walk through the town of Yerba Buena, and they would be like, this girl. And then they'd have sex with her. And, of course, the townspeople, again, wouldn't say anything because these men were prophets from God. Got it. Don't piss off God. Go bone the priest. Understood. Yeah, exactly. Or don't tell the priest that, you know, he touched you. Yeah, so... don't do that. We'll keep it under wraps <laughs> for, you know, 50 years, and then... Um... A former pope, let's just say, will come out and uh, say that he didn't really do anything. Right, 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 right. But again, like, eventually it becomes a shell game of, like, hide the dodgy priest. 
Um, it just doesn't work as well when all of them are getting blowjobs <laughs> under the table. It's like, wait a minute, what happens when they're all dodgy? Yeah, the exactly. It's a shell game where you win every time because they're all pedophiles. Uh, okay, Fuck. so... The sex becomes a part of their uh, rituals in the caves, and the rituals start turning into orgies. So, essentially, the brothers bring women to these caves, women and men, I guess, to these caves, they have an animal sacrifice, and then they all have sex. Okay. Now, this would all be well and good for the brothers, but some townsfolk start to notice that all the golden riches they were being offered were not coming to fruition. And so the townspeople started to get confrontational, and the brothers said that they were going to go to the top of a mountain and speak to their gods and return. But what the brothers actually did was go to adjoining towns, or, you know, towns off in the distance away, and try to find someone to join in on the scam. Essentially what they did is they traveled to... Um, the town where they had been trafficking girls, and they tried to find a sex worker to, you know, pretend to be a goddess um, to help them continue the scam in this town. They very quickly found a girl to uh, a girl by the name of Magdalena Solis. Uh, Magdalena had become a prostitute at the age of twelve. Uh, with her older brother acting as her pimp. She, at the time that they found her, was also pretending to be a medium and psychic. She was channeling uh, the spirits of dead relatives. So when the Hernandez brothers met Magdalena, she and her brother agreed to help with the scam almost immediately. Okay, so this went from creepy sex cult to creepy Ocean's Eleven very quickly. Yeah. Yeah, except it's not a heist. Yeah. It, it um so Yeah, I mean I guess if Ocean's 11 is centered around a 12-year-old child prostitute. Oh, uh, uh, well that was the subplot. <laughs> yeah, the subplot. Actually, I don't know in my research I couldn't tell what age she was when she was hired. I just saw that she had been um, she had been a child prostitute at the age of 12. With, like, the best big brother ever. <sighs> Anyways, she and her brother agree to help with this scam. The brothers Hernandez uh, returned to Yerba Buena and told the villagers that they were going to perform a ritual to summon their goddess that night. And so they held the ritual like normal, but at a certain point the brothers made a smoke screen and eventually Magdalena... Uh, stepped out and, you know, brought brought to the awe of all the people in attendance of this thing. And so she's worshipped by these villagers who are in attendance as though she's a god, and she's gifted uh, cannabis and peyote. And for those of you who don't know what peyote is, it is a hallucinogenic drug. So this is about to get even more wild. Fucking hell. Well, yeah. Hey, so she... Like Fucking A. She's gifted all the cannabis and peyote that she wants. All the cannabis and peyote a growing boy needs. <laughs> a growing girl needs. Yeah, um, well, that's that's on the food pyramid. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, yeah. under bread. Yeah. <laughs> it's under the large portion of bread on the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, peyote, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> is on that. Uh, is 18 on the, servings a, a day. It's, it's on the starch. Yeah, uh, it's on the starch. starch part of the food calendar or it's food true. pyramid. Sorry, she's gifted cannabis and peyote, and they do this ritual a few more times. Um, and each time she's gifted cannabis and peyote, and through these repeated applications of the ritual and her being on drugs almost constantly while she's doing this, um, she begins to believe that she is the reincarnation of a goddess called Coatlicue, which is an Aztec goddess, which is fucking hilarious because the brothers were trying to say that they were... It doesn't yeah, matter. no, I got you, though. Well, no, they were they were trying to be, like... They were like, we, uh, we represent the Incans, and this girl literally pulls out, like, an Aztec god. <laughs> she was like, yeah, but what about the Yeah, Aztecs? but I like them I better. I them better. Maybe more gold? Yeah, right. 
I'm more of Yo, a, I'm, I'm feeling more the, the Aztecs, Aztecs to be honest. Um, but <laughs> yeah. at the point that I... she begins to hallucinate or believe that she is this goddess, uh, Magdalena takes over the cult. And oh. from here, the nightly rituals of animal sacrifice and sex get a little bit darker. They Ladies and gentlemen, they welcome to Cult Wait. Rituals yeah, After like, Dark. Weren't they our... Oh, okay. These are these are the forbidden rituals that don't happen. So in the people day. who attended the rituals in the evening were asked to perform animal sacrifices, which up until this point the brothers Hernandez had been doing. They'd just been sacrificing the animals. Um and then they were asked to drink the blood of the animals to gain immortality. Uh, the orgies started to get darker, too, with Magdalena, who, again, she is viewed as a goddess and she is making demands of people. She started demanding people engage in incestu- incestuous pairings as well as bestiality. I'll let that I'll let Fuck. that sink in for a little bit. Uh, don't let yeah, that sink in. Let's please like, glaze over it. Just like really just. Yeah, no, it just doing that. Settle. Why does it? <laughs> yeah. I just feel like it always, like they they're not really pushing the envelope. Right, right, right. right. But when you're cult, having sex with like, animals, they always have to, they always have yeah. to go a step further because they're we're like, not, not off totally the off the rails. Let's yet. fucking kick for it once, up. Yeah. For once, I'm going to say it, and this is very out of character. Can we keep it on the rails? Like, I just, I want to get this train in the the sex cult station. What's really exciting is that it went downhill even more after that. People began to feel very uncomfy, and they wanted to leave. And Magdalena began labeling them as non-believers. And the first two that did this, the first two people that um, said that they were uncomfy and they wanted to leave, Magdalena labeled them as non-believers. She had them beaten to death and lynched publicly. Oh, uh, fuck. Um, and then seeing it's... that she could... <laughs> Magdalena, I wanted you to succeed, not in the bestiality. <laughs> seeing the power that she had over this town she started ordering uh human sacrifices as opposed to animal sacrifices and i mean i knew it was gonna yeah happen, yeah yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's a pretty it's a pretty um it's a steep escalation but it's also like it's a pyramid or it's a it's a staircase that just keeps going up so any non-believer would be strapped to the altar beaten burned and cut to pieces a little bit of And overkill. if you didn't think it could get much yeah, worse, I mean. then I have news for you. <laughs> it does. Because Magdalena eventually graduates to a type of Aztec human sacrifice where the heart would be cut out while the victim was still alive. All right. Oh, just like... And then the... Just like... Um, yeah. Kalima... Uh, and then the blood would yeah. be shared with all those in attendance. Oh, mm. I yes, love Um But eventually, here, here comes the silver lining to this whole story. It's not, though. Eventually, a boy named Sebastian Guerrero was exploring the caves near Yerba Buena and came upon one of these human sacrifice blood orgies. He ended up running to a nearby town, and by nearby, I mean 15 miles away, called Villagran, and nobody believed Sebastian, but he was insistent, and so they sent him with one police officer named Luis Martinez to check it out. When nobody heard from Martinez or Guerrero for a number of days, uh, the Villagran police force felt the need to go looking. They ended up going to Yerba Buena, and they found Magdalena, her brother, and Santos Hernandez in a farmhouse. And according to the reports of the event, they were high off their faces. Oh. They attempted to arrest all three, but Santos Hernandez ran and was shot. My research said that he was killed, but then further on down in the research, it said that all three of them faced trial. So I don't know if he actually died or, you know, if someone just didn't get their shit right. But this is the craziest part of this. The townspeople saw these cops trying to arrest their goddess 
And they started a firefight with the police. And that led to a lot of the townspeople dying or being arrested. Getting back to the to the young boy who had seen the the human sacrifice blood orgy, uh, the corpses of Sebastian Guerrero and Luis Martinez were found with their hearts ripped out. The remains of at least six others were found in the caves where the nightly rituals were performed. And if you're wondering what happened to the second Hernandez brother, because he was not arrested or shot by cops, However, it turned out he was also found uh, dead, but it turns out that a local man had found out about the scam and wanted in. And uh, the other Hernandez brother had denied the man's request, which led to him killing uh, Hernandez. I mean, okay, I'm I'm glad there were repercussions for all this horribleness. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry a child had to die. Yeah, he was 14. But still Still a child. Still just a baby Um, boy. But so this is how the story ends. Magdalena was put on trial for the murders of Sebastian Guerrero and Luis Martinez, but she was unable to be found guilty of any of the other murders because none of the members of the town would testify against their goddess. So she only received a sentence for the murders of... Uh, Sebastian Guerrero and Luis Martinez. She was sentenced to 50 years in prison um, and reports say that she died there. Good. (laughs) (laughs) Zach is just like, good. You know what what the thing is, though? Like, you know how the news always tells about really disgusting men starting cults or, like, just, you know, being in the Republican Party (laughs) in general? Um... All I can say is, like, man, girl, you're really out there yeah. on the front lines. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. You're really, you're spearheading a wave of empowerment for all women. It's also important to, to note that the uh, the research that I did referred to her as the high priestess of blood. And she, oh, is, my God. she is credited with at least uh, 16. They believe 16 overall. Uh, human sacrifices. Oh my god. Ted Bundy could never! (laughs) Not even with those fucking glasses. (laughs) I know, dude. Like, we over here being like male serial killers and she's over here like hold my beer hold my oh, goblet of uh, blood. also important note because i never gave the dates this happened in a period between 1962 yeah. and 1963 so she did this that's she did this okay, in the wait, span of like a year. wait i thought this was like over a decade in 1890 yeah, no. yeah well that's that's too close for comfort year wise and that's like know, that's what, more than one murder ago? a month what in the sixties? No. Yeah, sixty, it was 60 years, ago. years ago. We're in twenty twenty one, twenty twenty two now. <laughs> All right, so that's my story, uh, and I I took up thirty whole minutes. So I think Zach, you should probably go. And you're I don't want to stick to this at all. I want to burn it. I want to burn <laughs> it to the fucking ground. Stick it. Oh, you heard it here, folks. He's sticking to this story. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna transfer into something a little more comedic, but. Equally as odd. So, weird and disturbing, slightly, as that intro was that I gave, it does get a few points before I get into my story. Number one, uh, I don't know about y'all, but this is 2022, as we mentioned, which means a little redo, a little back to the old ways, a little let's go back to try to do what we know oh, we're good Oh, God. At, which, for me, personally... Means being the dirty, horny boy of this podcast. That nasty, nasty boy that you all know and love. I covered the booty equation. I make the dirty jokes. And baby, daddy is home. I am back in form and not only a sexy story. I'm also returning to the wild days of the Romans. (gasps) The Romans. So second. Second. uh, I made some gladiator references because uh, also if y'all didn't know this. Marcus Aurelius? Real dude. Yeah. Son Commodus? Yeah. Real uh-huh. dude. Yeah. And their family was super involved in gladiatorial games. Uh, Commodus actually fought in the gladiatorial arena, uh, and 
his mother, uh, dear Mama Aurelius, well, his... Dear Mama Aurelius. <laughs> dear Mama Aurelius. Well, she did other gladiator... Just gladiator, period. Um, yeah. She... Which is where this wild she ride She had begins. sex with gladiators? Oh, yeah. Nice. So strap in, lords, ladies, and non-binary landholders. Non-binary landholders! That's so good. It is speculated that Commodus was not actually Marcus Aurelius's biological son. Because Faustina, Marcus Aurelius's lovely wife, uh, was horny on Maine. Like, all the time. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's true. And on top of that, she had a penchant for the sweaty, sweaty boys of the arena. Amen, brother. Who doesn't? Right. Have you seen Boobs Spartacus? Be Have you seen the show? Uh, it's very horny uh, on yeah. for sure. <laughs> Lots of doinking. Lots of doinking. <laughs> Her boobs be out there for all them fighting the boys. Colosseum titties, right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. That... Okay, that should. Be I was on gonna say shirt. that should be on a show. I was gonna. I thought that was gonna be Forrest. I was ready to give myself a strike a for that. She wants it on a no, shirt. No, no, that should. I want she that on that a shirt. Okay. Store. In the merch store coming this soon. What the fuck? History. Coliseum titties. Oh Coliseum my god. titties. Okay, so Faustina yeah. had a number of affairs. Uh, this woman do be fucking everybody. Senators, sailors, soldiers, and most importantly, gladiators. All while her husband was, you know, running the whole Roman Empire. Oh, is, is that? Well, a... yeah, right? He actually was running it really well, which is really interesting. He is considered one of five, Rome's five greatest rulers. So he was doing a good job. His wife was also doing a good job in the background. No. <laughs> <laughs> No, I focus on the gladiator part of this because in Rome, gladiators were fucking sex gods. Um, they were the toga-wearing equivalent to Chris Hemsworth playing Thor, hyper-masculine sex symbols. Uh, places you should actually sell gladiator blood and sweat as an aphrodisiac. You know, getting a little randy, you have a couple of glasses of wine, why not break out the gladiator blood to spice things up? Who needs Viagra? High-class women would hire gladiators as bodyguards. Heavy emphasis on the word body in that statement. So, you know, Faustiana, who is the wife of the dude who runs the entire empire, could afford a few superhero hunks to pass the time. With this said, she became a little... Uh, just, just a... A little bit, we'll call it obsessed with a particular fighter and was, well, a repeat customer on several occasions. Now, this, of course, leads to a little bit of feelings because humans have hormones and that makes us get attached and that, you know, things happen when we do the horizontal Charleston. That's true. These two were doing it a lot. So... To her credit, at least, Faustiana did really love her husband, Marcus Aurelius, and became actually physically ill over her affair with this gladiator, and subsequently ends up coming clean to Marcus Aurelius and telling him about That's the That's not thing. the only way she came. Oh, baby, you are right <laughs> on the money there. You know what? I think we should talk more about the female orgasm <laughs> on this, this podcast. That is what this has been missing. Yes. Exactly. Megan, would you care to elaborate? One round of applause for the female orgasm. Oh, yeah, I could I muster up a round of applause for the female orgasm. Yeah, please, Ladies, everyone, just gentlemen, take a moment. Let's just it shouldn't be it. a moment of silence. It should be a moment of celebration for the female orgasm. A moment of triumph, really. The, the, I, the, I was about to say. The 21st century has really been a spotlight moment. <laughs> On it. So a round of applause for all the ones that happened and a moment of silence for all the ones that were faked. <laughs> and there have been a lot of them. <laughs> Oi. Thank you all for being here with us. Um, that concludes our vigil. <laughs> Light a couple candles and call it a day. <laughs> please, maybe I don't condone goop, but please maybe go on to Gwyneth Paltrow's website and buy um, that candle. That It might just be smells like her vagina. Orgasm. It doesn't smell like an orgasm. It just smells <laughs> yeah. like her pussy. Why? Yeah, like maybe... 
Zach, we don't have time to get you're into right, this. You're right, you're right. Please continue. So give your round of applause. Give your moment of silence. Light some candles. Put on some berry white and grab the massage oils. <laughs> Oh my god. Anyway, Marcus Aurelius is a completely reasonable yeah, man. Of course. As I said, one of Rome's Yeah, yeah. Very reasonable. Rome's one of Rome's greatest rulers. Um and this is Rome, not France, so he doesn't immediately behead his wife. No, instead Marcus Aurelius goes and consults with the soothsayers. Uh-huh. Because that worked out really well for Roman emperors. I am looking at you, Caesar. They're gonna name a salad after you. my boy you're gonna die but they'll name a salad after you so it'll be all right (laughs) so what did this soothsayer recommend for remedying the situation anyone want to take a guess uh let her have sex with more gladiators millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But film right, right. Megan? But film it, yes, because film was very popular in the Roman Empire. You hold that position while I get another uh, a tab of stone. Yeah, as I get this, as I carve it. (laughs) Uh, What did the soothsayer uh, suggest? Uh, That she was she was doing it for God and country. And that he should be more forgiving. That's also a really great answer. Um, neither of them are correct. What what possibly oh, could I... cure this woman of her insatiable hots for Gladiator Bod? Why, it was to fuck that Gladiator, of course. Well, yeah, I mean... But... How do, what's a way to get over a guy is to get maybe again. under the same Just guy. fuck it out, yeah. So she was... Is, is how the saying goes. Yeah, it was recommended that she fucks the Gladiator... Well, Marcus Aurelius watched. Ah, the very first. Oh, okay, situation. that's fine then, I guess. That's not all, though. Oh. Because, well, this gladiator in particular might have been okay with a little voyeurism, he wasn't informed that this act had to culminate not with a post orgasm cuddle, but rather a pre orgasm stabbing. Oh. That's right. Oh. That's right. Before our gladiator friend could enjoy, as the French call it, uh, the little death, El Petit Morte, he was given the big death by Aurelius in the form of execution while he was still porking the emperor's wife. Wow, shit. To top this off, oh. because, but wait, there's but more. The story more. that keeps on but giving. Wait. You thought we were done with one. We're going to keep going. <laughs> Round two, ready. (laughs) To top things off, Faustiana was then to bathe in the blood of the dead gladiator before Marcus Aurelius himself was to insert himself into her and fuck his own wife. With the corpse still in the room, covered in his blood. Well, yeah. But why? Why would the soothsayer ever, ever recommend this? Because, as I previously mentioned... Gladiator blood is an aphrodisiac, right? And what better way to reignite uh, your passion with your husband than the most extreme form of cuckold and bull play that I have ever heard of? You know, there's a lot of blood in this episode. A lot of a lot of blood sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. Look, look. I'm not gonna lie. This, by my demeanor and my my joking and what I have said on this podcast, 
I'm 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 down to clown, as the young kids might say. I don't know I'm what young kids sure say. I'm pretty sure that you clearly. have no fucking clue yes. what the youth say. <laughs> Zach doesn't know what the youth I say. I think that's the name title of, of the my title. Yeah. Biography. Zach um, is not Zach in touch has with no the youths. fucking clue what the youths say. <laughs> the youths. But yeah, um, I'm I'm a adventurous to say the least. This pushes a lot of fucking bounds, though. I'll say that. She's so yes. In summation, when your wife is fucking another dude, it is best advice from the gods and the soothsayers to have him continue to fuck your wife, but make sure you murder him before he comes. Honestly, that is like the most violent form of coitus interruptus <laughs> I have ever the coitus interruptus. That's I've a ever one. heard of. You've never heard that? No. Wow. I've also never been interrupted yeah. during coitus, I guess. Oh, that's well. well see, that's that happens to me Zach all the fucking time. So, <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry. Give another moment of silence for all the orgasms uh, Matt has missed. <laughs> yeah, that really needs to be a moment of silence, though. We don't need a celebration of Shit. all the orgasms that I missed. <laughs> But that is my story. No, it's a, it's a morning of it. That's really yeah, good. A funeral um, for well, all my minus orgasms. Minus death. <laughs> yeah, I... <laughs> Rip. Oh, my god. <laughs> We're yeah, all no, I think, I don't know what the fuck to say. <laughs> uh, I mean, like, a little bit. A little bit. Like, I'm just kind of... I kind of feel bad for this gladiator that was like... I'm just here to fuck I'm your just, wife. Like, I'm doing this for hire. Like, yeah. Like, I don't really want to be a gladiator. Number, number one, one yeah. I didn't choose this life for Probably. me. Number two, your wife fucked me, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, she called me, and then three, like, now I'm dead, <laughs> and, like, I didn't get the last hurrah. Yeah, like, I think that that, I don't want to say that that's the most disappointing for this man. I mean, he's dead. He'd be dead anyway. It's I been mean, a long like, time. I mean, like, the murder was probably the, murder was the pretty, most uh, disappointing. The murder was pretty inconvenient, to say the least. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it really wasn't a highlight. I mean, he didn't even get to go out on a good note. Like, there was no, you know, post-nut clarity of, I'm about to get murdered by the emperor. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe he just didn't. Okay, so here's the thing. To, to yeah. have post-nut clarity, you have to nut. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He and, didn't get and it. I'm yeah, sa- that, like, no, it, that's true. He, he should have been weirded out by the whole situation. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> what? That Marcus Aurelius was in the room and he's wow, like, he's she's never, never she's before. never brought her husband. Like, Although, you know, it's ancient. <laughs> she's never brought her husband for it. Do you think something's it's wrong? Ancient she's like, Romans, babe, it's fine. And so I have a feeling yeah. that this gladiator probably was like, fuck, he's going to want to join in. <laughs> he's gonna grab a bottle of olive okay. oil and i'm gonna be very uncomfortable he's like dude i just i was fine with the empress but like the emperor of the whole roman empire i'm gonna get performance anxiety <laughs> i can't let down my country i can't let down my king and country and god there's a lot riding on me Jeez. that will be riding me <laughs> Fuck. Fuck all the ducks. <laughs> Shit. Wow. Does this story get oh. any more wild or yeah, is that I'd... about it? No, no, no. That that's, that's it. That's the whole story. They 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 make up. They yeah, that's they the whole make story. Up. They kiss, they and, kiss make up. and make up. Bathed in the blood of a different man. Yeah, he's he's like, I love you so much, and she's like, Did you know blood's a good lubricant? He's like, I do I now. Do they they Performed nasty on the forbidden slip and slide, and all was right in the empire. Stop. Stop. No. I'm moving on to my story <laughs> after that. That's a strike. That's a strike. Forbidden slip and slide is a strike. Uh, I'm going to put okay. myself on so, mute for a bit in to my eat intro- some chips, but I will be here. <laughs> yeah, please. 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 Because I'm wait, taking your wait, crown. Wait, That's right. My crown? You're taking yeah, I'm my taking crown? It. I'm yeah, you heard me. What did my introduction say? It said that I'm using Nazi gold God for my Roth IRA. You're so, going to World War Two? 
Yeah. I've been betrayed by my yeah, two best I friends am. now here on this I podcast. Am. You, the viewers and listeners, have heard it here first. Both of my friends have taken from me, the dad of the podcast, and my... <laughs> I'm so angry, I can't even... I'm going to eat chips angrily now. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not. Well, do you want yes, to hear I the title yes. of my thing? <laughs> okay, I named it, How Does It Always Come Back to Putin in Nazi Gold? <laughs> okay, okay, That's all a right. long-ass title. That's a really long title. Well, listen, I can't help you. Anyway, let me start in. Uh, the year was something. No. <laughs> anyway. I... The year was something. It was some year <laughs> at some point in history. Forget about it. It can't. Came once upon a time. Uh, so I really like the conspiracy theories about Nazi gold. Um, I think it's, like, really funny to me that amidst everything that the Nazis were doing during, like, the Third Reich, they were also adherents to the gold standard, which I just wouldn't have expected from them for some reason. Uh, they were like the Parks and Rec Ron Swanson burying gold all over Europe um, because they didn't trust banks with it, I'm assuming. <laughs> So, while the story I want to tell you tonight is not about gold specifically that originally started out with the Nazis, it still ended up being considered part of, like, the lost uh, artifacts of the Nazi era. So, I'm going to tell you the story about the Amber Room, which sounds I went to that strip club. (laughs) Oh, did you? Was it really, was it beautiful? I also lied because I've oh, never yeah, been to a well, strip like club in my clubs. life. Please continue. Okay. Well, the Amber Room uh, was a chamber decorated in amber panels. It's in the name. Gold leaf and mirrors located in the Catherine Palace near St. Petersburg. Notably not in Germany. If you weighed the carvings in the room alone, they weighed about 990 pounds, which is a lot of carvings. Yeah. It was gorgeous like it was an actual room-sized work of art and it was considered the eighth wonder of the world at the time uh more importantly it was worth a lot of fucking money into yeah yeah um in today's buying power the whole room would cost around 580 million usd okay so this is a room just a room worth $580 million. I mean, one can dream. Yeah, it's... (laughs) One can... Imagine having that in your house, though, like, just walking in and being like, this is my $580 million This is the room where I keep all my riches. Please, let's never talk about it again. This is a rich room. (laughs) Don't... You can't tell people about the room. The first rule of the $580 million room is that we don't talk about the $580 million room. (laughs) Yeah, we don't talk about the money that I clearly had to steal from the people to to finance this. Um, and while that dollar figure is pretty impressive, I want to tell you about um, the Amber Room's big adventure, just like Einstein's brain, the big I journey. I don't understand why you didn't name your notes the Amber Room's big adventure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. It could have been like Fievel. Amber Room Goes West? The Amber Room Goes West. I guess technically it did go Fuck west. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I change... I, listen, I'll, I'll change the title maybe at the end. Once you see how okay. it all comes together. Okay. Um, so... I'm going to tell you about the journey and how it was the Eighth Wonder and no longer is. So, a quick history, because this is obviously a history podcast, even though we've talked a lot about the female orgasm tonight. Um, (laughs) Construction of the room began in 1701, a good century to start uh, showing really disgusting displays of wealth among the aristocracy. It will not come back and bite them (laughs) at any point. Don't worry. And we have Frederick, the first king of Prussia, um, he, at the urging of his second wife, Sophia Charlotte, uh, wanted to build this room. 
And although it was originally supposed to be in the Charlottenburg Palace, it was instead installed in the Berlin City Palace. And it didn't really remain there long. In 1716, Peter the Great of Russia was like, wow, this is a fucking great room. I've never seen a more impressive room. So King Frederick's son, Frederick, uh, gifted Peter the room to forge the Russo-Prussian alliance with Sweden. He was like, Peter, I see that you really are enamored with my room of gold and um, amber. Would you like it? And with it, will you help me fight the Swedes? And he said, fuck yeah. Casually um, gives which... away $508 million rum. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really hope this went well with, like, the Russian government board members, right? Like, Peter comes back and he's like, hey, guys, we're at war with Sweden. They're like, what the fuck happened in Prussia? And he's like, have you seen my new room? <laughs> we're at war. Yeah, why? No, 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 no. That's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> yeah, we're not here to talk about the whys. We're here to talk about, have you seen this room? So Peter's daughter, Empress Elizabeth, decides that the room was to be installed in the Catherine Palace, where the Russian royalty spent their summers. And after a few renovations, the room covered more than 590 square feet and contained over six tons of amber. Fuck, okay. I didn't even know that much amber existed. That's a lot of mosquitoes for dinosaur DNA. (laughs) Dude, that's all I could think about. That's literally all I could think about. I'm like, man, how many mosquitoes did they have to pick out of the amber? Dino DNA. How much dinosaur DNA was in the Russian summer palace? (laughs) (laughs) Only time will tell. Um, The room maintained a pretty pretty peaceful experience until the Fire Nation, I mean the Nazis, attacked. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. As the Germans invaded the Soviet Union during World War II, here it is, the curators responsible for removing the art treasures in Leningrad were faced with a problem. They couldn't move the room. The amber had dried out and become so brittle that moving it, they were like, we can't, we just, we don't have the technology, it'll break. And so they hid it behind really gross-looking wallpaper. They're like, if we just <laughs> just put shit over it. If we it, just uglyify it, no one will know. <laughs> yeah, who's gonna know? No one's ever gonna know. Uh, it didn't work because the Nazis had eyes. Um, <laughs> I know, so weird. The legends say they didn't. And it didn't work. Uh, The room wasn't a secret, and the Nazis knew where to find it. Like, this room had been around since 1701. You're going to find the fucking room. Yeah, they they were going to find the room. There were a lot, like, the Nazis were a lot of things, but they weren't stupid, right? And it took them 36 hours to disassemble the room and transport it to, and I'm going to mess this name up so badly, but uh, the name of the town is, like, Konensburg. Konenberg. Um, I'm sure it has a very specific Hey, Steve, German tell us how we say this word. And I... when you do, I just want to say, cool. <laughs> I don't want cool. Steve to think that, like, cool. I'm... I'm being very rude. <laughs> Steve is honestly a godsend when it comes to certain pronunciations and certain fact-checking bits because, you know, it's it's nice to... And it's also nice that, like, he's... Yeah, it like, actually is really He's just so nice. into our podcast, which, like, find you friends that support you like Steve supports us, guys. Like, find yourselves some people that I will know, do dude. that for you. Hell yeah! I think I think we should Honestly. we should name one of the new un, unpaid interns after Steve. Steve's <laughs> definitely an unpaid intern. <laughs> that, honestly, he's already doing enough yeah. fact checking for us. <laughs> so they move it to this town, and before you ask, I have no clue how the Nazis could do it and the Russians couldn't. I guess the Soviets had like lost all knowledge except how to produce vodka and warheads by this time. The Nazis reassembled the room and announced that it was going to be on display as an art exhibition, which, like, let's consider the balls. The year is 1941, and they are at war, Mm -hmm. like, major Mm -hmm. war. Let's do an art exhibit. And they're like, why, the people love art, um, as well as vengeance. So, 
let's give them both. Uh, then in 1945, when the war was decidedly not going well for Germany, Hitler wanted all looted possessions to be moved from Konenberg. Um, and here's where we lose mm, track mm-hmm, of the room, mm-hmm, definitively. Yeah. Yeah. A room that expensive. Before How the room could be moved. It? <laughs> like, it's a room. They lost a, a whole room. ass room. They lost a whole ass room. So before the room could be moved, the man in charge of the civil administration of the city abandoned his post and fled. Be- and that left, like, a lone general in command who had more on his plate than moving some random room in a castle. Yeah, he kind of at war. Yeah, he's, like, kind of at war. And then the Red Army attacked and occupied the city. And, like, they kind of did a number on it. Like, there was a lot of destruction. So after the war, the Amber Room was never seen again, although you had reports of it occasionally resurfacing, like an internationally renowned and artistic Loch Ness Monster. Uh, Some say that they saw it being loaded onto a German transport ship and that that ship was promptly torpedoed by a Soviet sub in 1945. It broke the Amber Room. Yeah, like they, they officially broke the Amber Room. They couldn't move it in 1941 they couldn't move it in 1945 so they just destroyed it i mean it. if you if i can't have it no one else can yeah, no one no one else can have 580 million dollars worth of dinosaur dna, DNA. Dino DNA. In 1997, a mosaic that was part of the room was found in Germany in the possession of a family of a um, of a soldier who claimed that he had helped pack up the chamber and I guess took the time to steal a whole mosaic. So that's I good. mean, wouldn't you want to cut a $580 million? I mean, like, yeah, but I think it's so funny. He was just like, no one's looking. <laughs> And then just like walks off I absolutely with a love that. Well, whole no one's slap. Looking. I don't know. No one's looking. Um, in 1998, there was a claim that the Amber Room had been found buried in a lagoon and a silver mine, but neither location turned it up. Uh, and in 2004, there was a long investigation by British journalists who concluded that the room had probably just been destroyed in the bombing of Konensburg. Um, like I said, the Red Army kind of did a really bad number on the on the town. So, but things get like a little sus as well because the Soviet and Russian governments both said that the room survived. They're like the, it, aliens; they're real. <laughs> uh, they they argued that it would be dumb for the Red Army to have destroyed the city and such a priceless treasure. Like they were reclaiming it. But then they destroyed the last known place that the room was seen, the Koningberg Castle, and that the Amber Room was, um, like, no one could go into the castle once it was destroyed and try to find whether or not the room had actually been destroyed there. They're like, if we just destroy the last known place, then no one can tell us we're wrong, <laughs> which is interesting. Once again, if I can't have it, no one else can. Yeah, guys, like, I'm we're going to say it's real, but also, <laughs> yeah, they're like, don't fact check us, okay? Don't peer review this study. Another hypothesis about the room is that the Nazis hit it, um, like they did with they so many. Smoking yeah, they smoke mirrors to the motherfucker? Yeah. Once more, people were like, what if we just put up shitty wallpaper? <laughs> guys, I know that we spent $580 million on this room, but... This floral wallpaper is just so cute. Yeah. Let's fucking like, make it paisley. I, yeah. Like, have you guys ever read um, the no. yellow wallpaper? I can say with confidence okay. that I've never read well, any book based on wallpaper or with wallpaper <laughs> in the title. Well, just, like, picture really gross yellow wallpaper that, like, causes divorces. Oh, okay. And that's what I imagine they put up. So they they hit a lot of rare items that they kind of stole from all over Europe, and that's what people suspect happened with the room. Uh, but in October 2020, Polish divers found the wreck of a Nazi ship, ooh, sexy, that was attacked by Soviet aircraft off the coast of Poland at, it, it, as it was sailing from um, Konensburg hey. in 1945. It had a hey, lot listeners. of crates on it. Um... Yeah. Megan did just say, ooh, sexy, about a wrecked ship. I want you to know 
that the reason the wrecked ship was sexy is because it involved a lot of dead Nazis. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, and maybe 500. Yeah, 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 but. Yeah, 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 both sexy. The main takeaway is that there were lots of different dead reasons. Nazis. Oh, yeah, thousand percent. Talking to you, um, today Nazis. <laughs> the today Get Nazis right. are uh, not smart. Nothing. We'll say that. No, today Nazis are, they pale in comparison to OG Nazis, um, would not mourn. Still sexy when dead. Anyway. You heard it here first, Not apologizing. Go outside and punch a Nazi. (laughs) Amen, brother. So this ship had a lot of crates on it, um, but it is reported that it holds parts of the room. But so far, uh, nothing definitive has been like reported right so they haven't really cracked open the crates and like told the world people are just making guesses um there is a replica of the room that you can visit in russia that was built in 1979 now i'm sure you're wondering how olympian soviet union could have possibly financed such a project and well don't worry the u.s and germany funded it for some unknown reason uh, because we were not friends at the time uh, and it was dedicated to Putin on its completion in 2003. Mm. So doesn't it always come back to, Putin. to Nazi gold and Putin somehow? Gross. And that is the end. Yeah. Ew. Gross. Ew. Yuck. Ew. Ew. Yuck. That's but what that's we my call story. I thought it was interesting. Kids. <laughs> that yeah um i'm sure putin is someone's young uh, but he is not mine uh, rethink that rethink that thought there was a s- no <laughs> no there is a nope. sexy putin calendar nope i refuse to believe <laughs> there that is that you haven't you haven't seen the sexy I putin calendar even if you sent it to me in discord i would not acknowledge its existence <laughs> listen i can't I'm gonna spam you At every day with are... sexy putin <laughs> It's it's either a sexy Putin calendar, um, or it's just like a sexy uh, like great man photo shoot that he did, where he's like riding shirtless oh, on a horse. I've seen that picture. And like uh, petting a bear. So you acknowledge that it uh, shirtless. I think he's also. Um, I think that's also part of it, but yeah, I. I thought that story was interesting. Uh, one of my coworkers had told me about the Amber Room um, a while ago, and I was like, that's so... I was like, okay, whatever, the Amber Room. And then I started looking into it, and I was like, this is just the Nazi ghoul train. Yeah. But a room. It's fucking wild. I, I, knew, I knew about the Amber Room as soon as you said it. I was like, this fucking shit. Oh, it's wild. Uh, yeah. It's like, how do we play it's hide the nice. room for an entire fucking, like, how do, long-ass Literally, wild. like... Like, almost a century. Of who's got the room? Does it exist? Who's, got the, who's got the room? Does it exist? Who's got the room? And then for some reason... Like, honestly, I think the most astounding part of the story... And I know we should be wrapping up, but... Um, the most astounding part of the story is that, like, the U.S. was like... We'll just build a replica for you. And for some reason, in 2003, they're like, we will dedicate this to Putin, and Putin was like, thank you, I will now interfere with your <laughs> from this room. <laughs> like, he was just like, this is where I'll set up the um, U.S. In- elections interference <laughs> committee. Fuck. Oh, God. And that's my, that's my story, and the Russians are sticking to it. <laughs> this was, this was an interesting time. Yep. This was, uh, I can safely say that this podcast, there was never a point in this podcast, aside from my story, where I knew it all was what was going to happen next. I mean, that's how it should be. Like, that's what happens literally (laughs) every time. So post-apocalyptic for today in history, I wanted to also say was... Uh, today in 1974, the U.S. Supreme Court decides that pregnant teachers can no longer be forced to take long mm, leaves of absence. Mm, 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 mm. I guess, like, the forced part is important in there, but I think what's also important is they were like, you 
cannot be forced to take these long leaves. And so they backtracked and were like, you can pretty much not take any leaves. <laughs> Once you have a child, pump it out, you know get back you know to what's work. Crazy? What? what? Just like thinking about this historically, I think my story was closest in years to uh, how we're currently functioning in 1965 America. Fuck. Yeah, With which happened sacrifices? in 1963. Oh, yeah. And since we're currently living in 1965, <laughs> like it, no, I'm that's sorry true, yeah. that my story had nothing to do with history, I guess. It happened two years ago. <laughs> oh, yeah. It did happen two years ago. So, oh. um, yeah, mine, mine may have been an ongoing thing up until 2020, but um, who's building Amber mm. Rooms really I, anymore? Right, mm-hmm. right. We just don't have the funds when all of it's being funneled into Joe Manchin's And with pocket. that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to end tonight's podcast with our trademark question. What the fuck, America? Well, what the fuck, Joe Manchin? <laughs> we both went to the same place. What the fuck, history? what you hear from the triumvirate productions and what the fuck history we encourage you to tell a friend we don't pay for any ads so the best way to get us out there is to talk to other people about us you can find us on facebook at the triumvirate productions on twitter at triumvirate underscore pod and on instagram at the underscore triumvirate underscore productions Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.